Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Vulnerability Time. I am your host and published author, Trenton Epizon Rucker. Um, as always, thank y'all so much for being here and for tuning in and listening. Um, the support, I'm speechless. Um, just want to thank y'all so much, as well as the special guests as well. Um, thank y'all so much for being part of this journey with me as we just, you know, reach the world and, you know, love and heal <laughs> and just grow together. Um, yes. So with that being said, um, today's topics, um, well, the start off topics are going to be, you know, abandonment and self-love. Um, however, um, to get us started, let's introduce our guest, our special guest. So we have Julie. Julie, say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, we're 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 thrilled to have you, Julie. Um, so yes, Julie graduated from U of H with a bachelor's in supply chain logistics. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. You did, yes. Born and raised in Houston, Texas, and Julie starting a stream starting to stream more of her own art. Um, and also she has a Twitch account, you know, just streaming while she's playing games and stuff like that. I know Twitch is super popular. So all that information folks will be in the episode description below um, to check out her artwork, um, graphic design, Twitch account, Instagram account. Um, yeah, so definitely give it a check, give it a look y'all. Uh, check it out, y'all. Um, so, Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, so, Julie, before we jump in, um, let's get to know you a little bit. So, what what made you? What first off, what is supply chain logistics, and what like what made you? You know, what what's what what made you? You know, um, want to pursue that major? Right. Uh, supply chain is basically everything in our lives. So think of the, the phone that we're talking, like the call that we're talking on, the products that you buy, the water that you buy, um, the desk that you're sitting at, the your house, the materials to build your house, so on and so forth. It's the like the production movement of all these things. So basically what my degree entails is kind of figuring out um, where it goes, how it's gonna get there and like all the nitty gritty in-betweens. Um, so that's basically it. Uh, so it's one of, it's like a nurse, right? It's like, you're never not gonna need it, right? You're always gonna need someone mm. in that in that field. Uh, mm. The reason why I chose it, um, I'm actually gonna be completely and bluntly honest. Yeah. Uh, it was the it was the easiest degree that I could get with where I was in life. Cause when I started off in school, I, uh, I was, you know, I, I jumped around uh, majors where I wanted to be a nurse at first. Well, I didn't really want to be a nurse, I just, I was told growing up in an Asian household, uh, you you kind of like are expected to do something in the medical field, right? Or mm -hmm. be a lawyer, be a doctor, be this, be that. And I was like, well, I don't want to be in school for a thousand years. So let me be a nurse. Nursing, you know, is not as long as like a doctor. So, and it makes decent money. But then realizing that I have to like deal with um, bodily fluids, which power mm -hmm. to all nurses out there. Like they do amazing. I give them props. I just, I can't handle it. 
you know, right. it's not for everybody. And for the people that do do it, it's fantastic. It's it's beautiful, like that they can they can do stuff like that. But I can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got did started with that, and then I jumped over to um, uh, engineering. <laughs> I was like, okay, engineers have some that I can definitely do that. That jumped out. That flew Which out the window pretty quickly. Mechanical, civils. Um, it was a me- it was mechanical that I thought about doing. Okay. Um, yeah, that went out the window pretty quick too. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? Uh, my aunt's a pharmacist. You know, pharmacy is a little bit longer than nursing, but it's not as long as a doctor. I can do pharmacy for sure. Uh, I suck at chemistry. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that also went out the window. And then I wanted to like, uh, I wanted to be an OBGYN. So eventually I did want to be a doctor for a little bit because, you know, I realized that women uh, get the, we have the shittiest healthcare. <laughs> especially like people of color especially black women like if we have the shittiest healthcare, and I was like I want to be a doctor that helps um don't know how much I could help but I wanted to try uh, again medical went out the window I just medicine was wasn't for me so I said you know what what's something that I like to do and the time uh well I mean I still am but the time I started working at a uh, Costco Costco wholesale and uh I still am there and uh working there and kind of learning a bunch of stuff about like um product uh transport and all that stuff and even though i was just uh, at the time uh, uh, just a, a cashier like bagger or slash assistant where i'm like i'm putting stuff in people's baskets like but just talking to the managers and all that stuff and learning about costco and like transport and product and merchandising it was really interesting so i was like all right cool i'll fucking i'll just go to school for supply chain it's not a hard degree uh and i i actually enjoyed it enough to where i'm like all right i could do this for a living this is nice so that's yeah. kind of where uh, that was my journey of like school and stuff like that. So I, I right. spent some time a lot, a little bit longer than most people do in school, which I mean, I didn't particularly, uh, I wasn't very fond of the idea, but now, you know, now that I graduated and I'm older, it's like, you know what? People take things at different paces. Exactly. It's okay. Exactly. It's okay. Exactly. Right. Yes. There's not a really a set time to get a degree. I, I know people say for your college or to mm-hmm. get, that's that <laughs> that's actually not true. Oh um, no, honey. Exactly. And and this is what I this is something really cool. Um sorry, I burped. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> okay. I'm so bad. I'm so naughty. But yeah, up so and no. in. <laughs> The fact that, because one, it, it's like we're, when we leave high school, it's like, oh, we're supposed to have, you know, everything figured out. Like, we're mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, know exactly what degree to do, what to do extremely, at, like, right after that degree. And honestly, that's not reality of life. You know, for some folks, that is, and great. Um mm-hmm. Some folks, you know, that's not, you know, um, you know, I'm folks as well, you know, like I was criminal justice undergrad and though I ended up liking the degree, I didn't like, I, I felt like I had to go to some degree, like, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know, you know, like what to do. And so I think it's, and I was like afraid to, you know, uh, change majors and but I'm glad I stayed with the criminal justice but something that's really cool about you Julie is that you you were able to you know and that that is a form of self-love you know 
trying new <laughs> things and seeing if it's right. for you or not. You know what I mean? Cause right. um, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, you were a, I don't, I just want to like, like, I want to like honor you and just point that out. You know, that's something that I was scared to do. It took me a long time to be able to. And when I say long time, I mean like a couple months ago, you know, that I'm like, you know what? I gave it a shot. This isn't, it's not for me. Okay, move on. I gave it a shot, um, yeah. you know? Yeah. Totally with you on that. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it can be hard though. Cause it can be scary. I start to feel like a failure, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. but that's the thing you gave it a shot. You know what I mean? You went into it and you're like, okay, this isn't for me. You gave it a try. That's how you know you're doing something. If something's trying and something doesn't work out or it's just not for you. So I think mm-hmm. that's super awesome. Seriously. Listen, it's interesting that you say that. Cause I, I'm actually reading a book called, uh, the mountain is you. Mm-hmm. um by i cannot remember the author's name but wonderful book i'm not finished with it yet but it, when you mentioned the whole try thing and giving it a shot and whatnot there is a section in um this book the book is about self-sabotage right uh mm-hmm. it's about why what is self-sabotage where does it come from why do we do it and um how to overcome it one of the things that the author mentions is about um fear mm-hmm. and doing things that we're uncomfortable with. The reason why us human beings, we're so resistant to change, even if we know that it's good for us, it's because we're so comfortable in our daily lives, whether it's bad, it it could be something totally bad for us. For example, an extreme case would be like, you know, abusive relationships, right? You're so used to and comfortable with that person, even though you know it's a horrible situation that you're being, you're doing something horrible to yourself, um, you're comfortable with it and anything innately uncomfortable or unknown to you, you resist it. So it's one of those things where I've, even to this day, I still have to learn, like, you know, um, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's good to be uncomfortable, you know, given the right context, of course. Right. But like, it's, it's good to be uncomfortable. Like, even though, you know, it's good for you, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Try it. Just do it. You know, just like Nike says, just do it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that whole, there's growth and being in comfort, you know, and something that I recently learned to discern is, there's, to help me discern, um, there's uncomfort and then there's unsafe. And so I was like, okay, let me ask myself, what is happening in this situation? Am I just uncomfortable or just unsafe? Because I know they both can kind of feel the... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's just like, like It's so similar, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, really quick, you know, a theme that I just, you know, kind of heard from you, um, you know, like, how about this? How many of us, you know, gave something a shot and it's, we're not happy with it. It's not forced, but we, we stay with it, you know, um, and that could be tons of things because I've, I've stayed in situations at, at jobs you know and it's just like this is clearly not for me this is clearly damaging me mentally yada yada mm-hmm. yada but like I stayed with it I didn't have that well I had the courage to leave but did I utilize it no because 
everyone mm-hmm. has the courage. It's just like, do we utilize it? And no shame. Like, it's very Absolutely. understandable and common if we don't, you know, and it's kind of like very similar to what you said, you know what I mean? It's still some type of form of comfort. Some right. Of, yeah. Because who fear, likes the fear, unknown? Fear is crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Fear, fear is insane. Fear is uh, also something that the book talks about is, is fear, right? It, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time we project our fears, right? And um, something that's interesting about emotion, there's, another, there's a different book I read also called You Are Here. And it's written by a Buddhist monk. And if, if y'all don't know anything about Buddhism, some of the philosophies, sorry, they're cutting my grass outside. With Buddhism, a lot of it talks about uh, philosophies in the, in the religion is about freedom. And I'm not particularly religious, but I do find this find it interesting. It is about true freedom. And one of the things we talk about is uh, fear and learning to let go of emotions, right? Um, something that all of us you know should recognize is that you know emotions and feelings they're temporary whatever you feel in that moment it's okay feel it accept it and eventually learn that it is temporary it's going to go away you know um and whenever you start to understand that your emotions and thoughts are separate from you then that's whenever you're truly free and that's something that the monk tells us about he he was saying you know once you learn to accept and let go of these earthly tethers, such as emotions and feelings, then you're truly free. Of course, it's easier said than done, right? We're all human beings. We all feel, we all, you know, right. all stuff. But whenever you start to think, you know, like my my thoughts, my perceptions, my, my feelings are temporary. They're going to go away. It's going to be okay. Allow yourself to feel it, yes. But let it go eventually. Right. And right. It, it's... it's uh, And fear is definitely one of those things where we project our... our our what ifs, you know, into reality. And I think the scary thing with fear is that eventually, if you think about it so much, you eventually manifest it. And it's kind of scary to think that. Right. And you know, that's, that's something really interesting that you said, like about the feelings, like, yes, we have emotions, feel it, feel it, but don't stay there. Just don't stay there too long, Mm -hmm. but feel it. Yes. Um, We love therapy, don't we? No, girl, yes. Lord <laughs> Jesus. I actually just got out of therapy yesterday. And my God, therapy. First of all, everyone should go to therapy. Go to therapy. Go to therapy. You don't realize how much therapy is so helpful. Like, right? it's therapy and... is great. Yes. It's important to find a good therapist, though. Like, some not all therapists are for you. And that is okay. If you go to therapy and, you, you're, and you're like, because I have plenty of friends that said, man, Man, I went to that therapy bullshit. Doesn't work. Yada yada. I'm like, well, maybe you just didn't go to the right therapist. What did the therapist tell you? And they tell me things that, you know, is a little off, offhand or left field. And I go, okay, well, your therapist doesn't doesn't resonate with you. That's okay. Right. You can. It's okay to go to a therapist for like a month or two and realize, okay, this this person's not for me. Go to the next one. You know, don't give up. There's always someone out there that's willing to listen to you, to your feelings, to your thoughts, to your emotions, and is willing to to be there for you and also help you um because there are also therapists that are enablers you know what i mean that yeah, listen to yeah there are also enablers out there where they kind of just listen and they just don't really like they don't help you you know get to the they don't help you uh, process or get to like right. the why 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 are you the way that you are where is it coming from 
Right. You know? Right. Yeah, I've had a, one I, of the. Sorry, go ahead. Go. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I've had a couple of um, therapists like that. I would say, like, I've had, like, you know, two like that. Um, and this was before, and I mean, I stayed, you know, and this is before I um, realized, you know, or was even told that it doesn't necessarily make them a bad therapist or make you no. someone who can't learn and grow. But maybe just this therapist, just this particular individual therapist just isn't for you. So right, that's, exactly. Yeah, because then I'm, because um, if I knew then what I know now, you mm -hmm. know, I would start, I would have looked for, you know, other therapists and telling myself, like, it's okay. You know, if, if this therapist isn't the one for you, okay, on to the next. Right, exactly. And then that's totally fine. I'm honestly glad that I found my therapist um, at the right time. Um, and she's been absolutely wonderful. She's been very uh, attentive and um, open minded. And uh, quite frank, call me out of my bullshit. <laughs> right. Uh, but obviously in a constructive way. Yeah. Uh, of course, in a constructive way. She, you know, she's very, she's very great. Just this last session. She has definitely helped me uh, self-reflect on the way I see myself in my relationships with people, whether it's platonic or romantic or otherwise, right? Um, and she's kind of asked me this one thing, and I'm not going to lie, it kind of hit me really hard, made me tear up a little bit. And she, she goes, I want to ask you something, and you don't have to answer this right now. I just want you to think about this until we meet next week, right? Um, where did your sense of, or where is your clingingness to hope come from in relationships? Wait, Particularly to in hope. Clinginess to hope. Yes. Okay. And gotcha. I, I'm, I talked about my relationships romantically first and then eventually with, uh, you know, with friends and things like that. She goes, you put a lot of eggs in the basket of hope in people. Um, one thing I want to mention, I'm sure you've heard this before, don't date potential. Yeah. Take someone as they are right now and see what they're willing to give you. Um, you put a lot of basket in the eggs of hope. You hope that they're going to change. And I'm not in a particularly uh, abusive relationship whatsoever, but she told me and she's like, I'm sure you can empathize with people that are in abusive relationships because what's one thing that you hear all the time in abusive relationships? Oh, they'll change or they're going to change, or I see them trying to change, right? Mm -hmm. And and she goes, that's unfortunately self-destructive because then you put so much hope in a person yeah. and they don't really change. Or, you know, and it, even if they do change, it, it takes time, but you put that hope in somebody when right. you're only hurting yourself. And she's like, I just want to ask you, where did you get that sense of hope from? Or that clinginess to hope, where'd you get that from? And I go, I don't know. She's like, did you get it from your parents? And I go, maybe. Because I grew up with uh, emotionally unavailable parents. Mm. <laughs> um, my mom got, I mean, they, don't get me wrong. Grateful for everything they gave me. They gave me everything in my life, right? They, I mean, they did, of course, so what parents should do. They gave me a home. They gave me food. They gave me, you know, they gave me all the necessities, right? Which I'm, of course, grateful for, right? Um you know, all the toys that I wanted, they gave it to me. And I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm proud enough to say that, you know, they did 
everything for me. They gave me my necessities and then some, right? I, I But I remember in therapy telling her one of the things that I kind of felt like I didn't receive was external love. And what I mean by that is I knew that they loved me. I know my parents love me to this right. day. I know they would do things for me and that, you know, at the end of the day, if I could, if I needed them, I could call them. Right. But it's just, there's some level of affection that I didn't receive growing up yeah. that like, is it, I feel like it's very, very important in child development. Yes. Right. Um, very important. Um, and I told her maybe that's where I get my sense of hope from. Cause I, 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 I hoped that my parents would change that they would mm-hmm. eventually give me, maybe if I worked harder in school, Maybe if I got straight A's, maybe if I was president of the honor society, maybe mm-hmm. if I did this activity or that activity, maybe if I, you know, worked really, really hard, I would get that, like, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. The, like, we're so happy for you, you know, not, but unfortunately what I kept receiving was good. Get an A on the, on the next test. Right, right, right. Like, oh, you got a B, get an A on the next test, you know, or mm-hmm. you got a C, that's okay get an A or whatever, right? Or like, what? where'd you get the C from? What's wrong with you? Why are you getting the C? Daddy, yada, yada. yada. What, uh, you know, and, and it was, it was, uh, I'm not gonna say it was the hardest, you know, cause I'm obviously there's people out there that have gone through much worse, but. So um, it's still valid. It's still valid. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, you know, it was, it was difficult hearing that. Cause it's like, okay, like, what do I do to make you happy? Right. But then whenever mm-hmm. I would tell them that they're like, oh, what are you talking about? You're just a kid. You don't have problems. Right. Uh, like, what is up with that? Why? Do you, like, seriously, I've heard that too. Exactly. I was like, oh, I didn't know that I was, I didn't know that people below like a certain age are immune to problems. Or just are not allowed to have problems. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, it's not. I'm just, I'm just completely perfect. And it's just right. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause at the age of like, maybe like, 12 to 13 years old my parents are my dad's mostly my dad he's already talking to me about like like going to college and like making a career of myself and what I want to do with myself and I'm like dude I'm only 12 like I'm not allowed to have problems but I'm but I'm supposed to be learning what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life right Right. like right it makes absolutely no sense it's like okay what am I supposed to like dude I'm just playing video games I'm playing with my like I don't know like I just wanted to play my video games as a kid like leave me alone dude right right (laughs) let me be a kid Let me and, be and that's the thing, you know, like, I mean, I'm resonating with what you said a little bit um, about um, when you mentioned, you know, like, it basically sounded like it was kind of, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of like performative based. Yeah, absolutely. For right. Sure. Same, <laughs> like, yeah, like saying like, with my father, I was just a trophy. Other than that, there was no love given to me. He hated the crap out of me. Um, and then, like, my mom, it's like, oh, great, you got an A. Great. Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, oh, thanks. And so, but the 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 thing that I feel like um, impacted me the most, at least as of now, was my father. So I felt like, I had to perf- I had to perform in order to deserve love or to, you know yep. or to feel value and yep, yep, yep. exactly and it's like that that hope that 
oh, what maybe this time it'll be enough for him to love me forever. You know what I mean? And so right. um, I fell into that trap, you know, of, well, let, you know, let's take the blame off of ourselves really quick. Others have placed us or pushed us into a trap, whether they meant to or not. And it's not right. blaming others. It's just holding people accountable and, you know, just saying the facts, the truth, because it's not like we were born out of the womb and said, I'm going to have abandonment issues. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I just want to like, it, I definitely just want to like highlight that really quick is that, you know, let's, let's just call the BS where it started at, you know what I mean? In order Absolutely. for someone to be held accountable, it doesn't, they don't have to intentionally do something, you know, it can be intentionally, unintentionally. I was like, you know what? Like not saying, oh, my parents are awful people, but they were, they were awful people, like legit. They were awful people, but um, <laughs> especially my father, I swear he's a demon, but you know, <laughs> you don't have to be an awful person. It, like holding someone accountable isn't saying, you know, oh, you're a bad person. Absolutely. Right. It's just like, this is what you did, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. And now here's where I'm at in life. And though, you know, I'm having to work on this and heal from this, um, this didn't start with me. This started to me. Right. Exactly. You know? So um, I'm proud of you for even just taking the steps, Julie, to do that. Because Oh, honey, I feel I'm, like, I'm proud of you too. Like, I, I'm proud of everybody. That's oh, like, no, no, that's, no, no, no. This is yeah, we're um, proud of everybody. No, wait, except that this is about you right now. We need to just <laughs> congratulate you, me, and the listeners <laughs> well, right thank now. You. We're supporting you. Yeah, I was like, mm -mm, just receive this. Don't be humble right now. Just, just receive <laughs> this. This is, this is you, Julie. Because at you. the end of the day, you're taking your free will to go to therapy you're realizing, you know, you know, we all need help. Sometimes we don't have to do it all on our own. You know, you're right. realizing, you know, slowly that you're learning yourself. Um, you're learning to love yourself. You're unlearning certain things, you know, oh, absolutely. Um, Cause I, I mean, I can just hear tons of people and I, I want to say, you know, I want to say, you know, a lot of them, you know, they meant well when they said this, but oh, stop blaming others, you know? And I'm like, there's a difference between mm -hmm. blaming others and just simply holding people accountable and stating the facts of Absolutely. where this once started. Exactly, you know? And so um, I just think that, and I need that reminder every now and then, you know, I'm doing a lot better in that area now, but it's, you know, no one it's definitely It's that. definitely not easy, yeah. It's right. definitely not easy having that like pep talk with yourself because it's really easy to fall into that rabbit hole of yeah. like, like, yeah. I'm just not, I'm just not doing good. I, right. I feel right. undeserving. You know what I mean? And it's, you'll have really good days where you're like, you know, you know what? I'm okay. Like I deserve everything good to me. And then you'll have really bad days where you're like, right. you know what? Like I'm, I feel like shit. Yeah. I feel like the world is really. coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like the world's coming down on me and I just want to be in bed and, not do anything and just be away from the world yeah. but you know whenever I, you have moments like that just remember like number one it always gets better it's gonna be okay yes again allow yourself to feel that it's okay but just remember at the end of the day like you have things to live for whether it's you know external things like your family and whatnot but you live for yourself yeah you know
Yes. Like do things yes. for yourself. Like you, you deserve love. And you know, it's just like by staying here on this earth, you know, you deserve love. Stay when you're staying on this earth, you know what I mean? You next year, who knows next year, you might run into a group of people or special someone that's going to love you. Right. You are, you know, and um, yes. Uh Yeah. And it's like, you deserve, I, I, you know, I don't think I've ever told myself this, like Trenton stay on this earth because you deserve to be loved. Right. Um, But Julie, going back to really quick about, you know, um, I want to see if I want to ask if this ties into like abandonment issues because I know I I've struggled with abandonment issues and I would say I'm doing so much better now thanks to therapy and research yes. and just learning and loving myself and learning what loving Same. myself looks like yeah um do you think um it's easy for you to fall for emotionally unavailable people because it's like we're we were in a way taught to perform in order for 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 approval or external love external validation or so it's so funny because uh i've the to my two biggest relationships um i've dated people right we've all you know at some point dated more than one people one 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 person right nice i haven't (laughs) Be nice i'm just sitting here jealous waiting for nick jones i mean i'm I mean, I'm not over here like jumping around person to person, but two definitely yeah, significant. Um, <laughs> two of my uh, significant relationships, funny enough, have been emotionally unavailable people. You would think I would have learned the first time, right? Um, she was that easy. Yeah. Uh, and the one thing that my therapist has taught me, you know, in this most recent session, actually, and she goes, what's something that you look for um, in your current relationship? And I go, honestly, reassurance. And she goes, reassurance of what exactly? And I go, reassurance that I'm not going to be abandoned. I'm not, uh, my person isn't just telling me good things about me and that they're not going to leave just because that they're actually being truthful to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she's, I'm going to tell you two things. Number one give on to others what you would give to yourself, Mm. right? So you're looking at this person and you want them to give you this reassurance. You want them to give you affection. You want them to give you love and this and that. Give that to yourself. Allow yourself to, why why don't you give it to yourself? Mm. And and for a minute, for a little while, you know, I was like, you know, I felt undeserving of it. And she goes, but you deserve love. Give, think of, think of you as your inner child. Think of your inner child, right? Think of little Julie or for the viewers watching, think of whoever you are. Think of your, your baby. That's your baby, right? Think of what you were deprived of as a child and give that to them. Yes. You know, then this book, the book that I was reading called You Are Here, um, discovering the magic of, of the present moment, right? Uh, the Buddhist monk that wrote it, he was saying something along the lines of, you know, dear myself, dear me right? Uh, I am sorry for abandoning you. You know, I'm sorry that you are in despair, that you were in pain, that you felt X, Y, Z things, but Mm -hmm. 
but just know that I'm here for you now. You know, as an adult, I'm here for you now. So take that inner baby and cradle it, take care of it. Because at the end of the day, everything that you do is for them. Yeah. Everything that you do is for them. And so take care of them. And I'm trying to learn that. My therapist said, you know, that was the first thing. Second thing, what reassurance? How do you get that reassurance? And I go, well, for me, it's communication. It's this and that. And she goes, okay, well, you've listed communication. You've listed quality time. You've listed this person talking to you and initiating talking to you. And, you know, instead of you texting them first or instead of you initiating date day, or instead of you initiating this, you know, you want them to do it first, right? And I go, well, yeah, because I feel like I'm always the one initiating, right? right? I'm always the one reaching out for that love because that's what I want, right? right? And she goes, she's like, here's the thing. I feel like the person that you're, you know, that you're talking about, they've done that. They've reassured you, but not in the way that you think. Mm. And I go, what do you mean? And she goes, they've reassured you that they're, that they can leave. Oh, not necessarily yeah. that they can stay, but they've reassured you that they can leave. Oh shit! That, Man, when I tell you, when I tell you, I was an emotional wreck when she said that. Mind I blown. Started, I was like, I was, cr- bro. Couldn't I stop? I think I cried for a solid like five minutes straight. Yeah. Like I was like, can I? I was looking. I was like, can I have these tissues? Right. And she was like, that's all for you. I have candy if you need it. And I was like, no, just tissues is fine. I'm over here blowing mojitos everywhere, like. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, she's like, she's like, what do you, she's like, think of a drone, you know, those drones that fly out and do those over bird's eye view, uh, overhead mm-hmm. shots of like, like buildings and stuff like that. She's like, mm-hmm. what do you see in this person? And I say, this person is trying. And she goes, really? Okay. You have a very big heart, you know? And this is where the conversation of like, of, uh, um, empathy for people in abusive relationships. You have a really big heart. And I go, why? She's like, you're seeing that this person's trying, but what I'm seeing is that they're giving you this reassurance that they can leave. Mm. And it's just like, you know, that's a lot to process. I know. And I go, yeah, it, it kind of is. And she's like, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you sit through the week and process that, yeah. you know? And, and it kind of ties back into that performative, like, uh, action. Right. Funny enough, my, my, my love language is, um, acts of service. So, uh, that kind of ties into that. Right. So like my, with my person acts of service, right. If I can make things easier for them, like, let's say you know, they're stressed, they're stressed out and I, I, I'll, I'll do the dishes for them. Right. Because I know that stresses them out. I'll help. I'll make sure I remind them for their appointments because I know that they're bad on time. So on and so forth. Right. Acts of service. And I didn't realize how much my childhood kind of brought that up in me where like I only saw love as doing things for people Mm. and leaving myself open for people and not having a boundary another thing my therapist told me is think of yourself as a farmer right you have this plot of land you look around all the other farmers they have fences around their land right that's their boundaries she's like you Julie and maybe the viewer and whoever else is listening right you don't have a fence you don't have boundaries. So you're letting other people and their animals piss and shit on your land and you're just taking it. Yeah. So you don't have boundaries yeah. for yourself. And so that's something that I'm still learning to this day is have, learning when to have right. boundaries, learning when, when enough is enough, when my giving is too much and then when it's exhausting. Yes. And boundaries, it's a learning process, a learning journey. Because let's be honest, you know, it's not like, 
it's not like it's like super popular for people to teach boundaries. It's just kind of something that's just an unwritten rule of, oh, you're just supposed to have. And I was like, no, we exactly. have to learn it a lot of times, you know. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't know what boundaries even meant until like four years ago, uh, three years ago. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, something that I thought of, Julie. So I know a lot of that. One, parents... Um, are very, very crucial to how a child um, can give and receive love. Not saying that, it's, oh, it's an absolute for every single person. No. Like, right, right. However, we do see um, it's that it's very common that, you know, parents' love towards their child or even lack thereof will affect mm -hmm. how they receive and give love. And Oh, absolutely. Yes, and it's just like, you know, okay, so anyways, um, yes, with that being said, you know, that, that love that we received or lack of love that we received from parents or, you know, the love, maybe they did love us, just not in the way we needed to be loved. Um, mm -hmm. We can uh, unintentionally project that sometimes. And what I'm thinking, I'm just going to ask you this because I'm, I literally, since you're speaking, I think I like just kind of realized something because I used to fall for the toxic guys back then, way black yeah. then. I used to fall for the toxic guys way black then. <laughs> I got it. I was like, I just wanted yeah. to see your facial reaction. But took me a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right. Yes. But no, I like white and Latino. I like white and Latino guys. But anyways, um, I'm dead. <laughs> um. So because they're trying, because they we see the potential, whether they're actually doing it or not, or we're just romanticizing potential, could it be because in a way we're seeing ourselves a little bit because for so long we were trying to get parents love. There was potential exactly. that, oh, maybe this time they'll love me if I perform exactly. this way. So it's like, exactly. maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's, a could that be another reason why you know, we stay because, oh, they're trying or, you know? Yeah, yeah for, for a while, I, you know, uh, like I said, like every time I would, you know, get an A, my parents would be like, oh, that's great. Get, an, get, an, get another A, like keep going. And um, it, it offered this like anxiety and anticipation um, or anxiety of anticipation of like, oh, like maybe this time they'll congratulate me or this time they'll say they're proud of me, right? Um, you know, funny enough as an adult, now my mom is proud of me now that I've gotten a degree and, you know, yeah, I, same. I've gotten a degree. Yeah. I've gotten a degree. <laughs> I graduated, you know, cum laude, whatever, which is great. It's fantastic. And I'm celebrating myself. Right. And it's crazy. because my, mom, my mom's over here. Like, I'm so proud of you. You know, realize how much I'm proud of you. She's over here posting or like putting my, my degree on, on the wall, you know, and framing it in front of everyone in our house. And I, it's funny because I, I just wanted to ask her, like, where the fuck was this <laughs> when I was a child in grade <laughs> school? Where was this? Like, granted, like, I don't know. I don't think I don't think people realize that. Yes, like children achieve like achievements in childhood, like like when they when they did their turkey, like their turkey hand right in the paint, their hand paintings and whatnot. They're like, mom, dad or big sister, big brother, whatever. Look at this. Look what I made. You know, oh, uncle, look what I made when they're excited about something, you know, as an aunt, like I tell them like, that's, 
fucking awesome. That's amazing. That's great. Like you, I'm proud of you for doing it. You know what I mean? As a child, I didn't get that. I, I did like, Hey mom, look, look what I drew. I drew this thing. And she goes, that's nice. Um, did you do your homework? Right. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, that, that's <laughs> okay. So it's like that, that, that anxiety of wanting to please people for, for doing this action, you know, kind of carried over as an adult, even in my workplace, you know, I know, I feel like the harder that I work at my job, the more likely they'll both congratulate me and give me a promotion, which is not always the case, unfortunately. Right. Um, you know, there, th- that's another topic, right. Where we like, you know, we, we burn ourselves out working hard for a corporation that only rewards, uh, ass kissing and whatnot. Right. That's corporate America for you. Anyways. Um, but like, you know, I, I realized in relationships, like maybe if I just did this thing for these people, maybe if I just please them enough by through actions and whatnot and by words and affirmation that maybe they won't leave me. But unfortunately, it doesn't matter. I mean, yes, it does matter. Of course, like do things for your significant other, right? Show the, like, right. Show the love. That's what my therapist taught me. She's like, right. still be you. Of course, have that big heart, keep that big heart, but just learn boundaries, right? But just remember that like, it's not about you at the end of the day when it comes to them leaving you. It's something that they lack, the other person lacks in themselves. You know, oftentimes, I don't know if you've ever heard of attachment styles. Yes. There's, yes. So I learned that I'm definitely an anxious, yes, I'm definitely an anxious attachment. I'm definitely an anxious attachment. And I've learned that my person that I'm with she's an avoidant and i've actually learned that those two dynamics are like the biggest clashers each they, other, yeah. yeah yeah they're like people. they're what's it called like they're they're a tornado they're just a whirlwind of triggers after trigger after trigger right because mm-hmm. you know the anxious wants to please 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 while the avoidant is so afraid and they avoid 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 right mm-hmm. um and so like i've learned that you know at the end of the day like i'm not responsible for my person's feelings and emotions and how they react to something right so it's like it those abandonment issues definitely felt hard because i was we've been going through kind of some stuff and whatnot right and the abandonment issues definitely like spoke these last couple of weeks right and just like like wow like doesn't matter how much i do or what like what like, whatever i do in the day like if they're gonna leave they're gonna leave yeah yeah Right, right. And And that's the unfortunate thing. And that, that, you know, that sucks, because that's definitely something that um, I'm definitely, you know, I'm recently realizing um, and have been to, uh, I brought this up to my uh, group counseling a couple months ago. I'm like, this whole time, I've been afraid to hope. I've been so afraid to hope, to hope. So Mm -hmm. afraid. And you know, it's, because of like a lot of the things that you've mentioned, you know what I mean? Like put hope in one basket and it's, and it's, it's just really confusing. Cause it's like, I hear all the time, Oh, you got to hope for it. And this or that. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. How about that? So do we, do we all know what to do in life? We're just honestly, these small little organisms in this giant universe. Like, do we really know what we're doing? Right. <laughs> And that's the thing. There's so much pressure on everyone and so much pressure, especially like, you know, growing up to, I mean, it just can be also like in environments and in communities, you know, just this pressure to 
do everything right or to have it all together. Right. You know, and I'm like, look, we we all need help. There's not one person on this earth that knows it all. And there's people mm-hmm. that think they know it all. My father. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, unfortunately. Absolutely. Unfortunate. There are some people that definitely uh um that think they know it all. And I go, I'm honestly at the end of the day, you don't know everything. Don't. And if you knew everything, you would not be on this earth right now. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Because honestly, the more you know, the more that you know that you don't know. <laughs> That's literally mm-hmm. how learning works. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It sounds exactly. so weird. That's why I like saying it as well. The more that try it saying that ten times, the more you know. See, I can't. Yeah, and, then, and be less confused, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Jules, I know that you know we're wrapping up time here. Um, um. I know that, you know, time's ending, wrapping up here. Um, mm-hmm. But really quick, I, you know, I wanted to thank you so much um, t- for just being here. Um, everything you said, very healing, very eye-opening, very Absolutely. eye-opening. You taught me some things. Um, <laughs> you know, and I love that we still touched on, you know, letting go, abandonment issues and self-love, you know, but... Um, but we also touched on, you know, emotions and like, you know, navigating therapy, navigating emotions. Um, so I'm going to change your flyer and put those two topics in. Um, For instead sure. of Yeah, because, you know, like, obviously how this podcast works, folks, is, you know, like, we have like, I would say loose framework subjects. So like basically subjects that we start off. But it's conversational. It converses into a multitude of other thingies. Um, so what I'm telling Julie is um, about the flyer. So the flyer is just something that um, um, we make and then we just advertise it on Instagram. Um, right. Yeah. And so the flyer is what has the um, the base or the start off topics. So that's how that works, folks. So what I'm what I'm saying is I'm just gonna change those topics on the um just right, that's, right. that's huge. Yeah. Um, but the podcast is still gonna be talked about anything. Yeah. So that's why I said, <laughs> folks, it's like a loose framework because this is a podcast, this is vulnerability time. Things are unedited, uncut, raw. We could just start somewhere and end up talking about something completely differently. And that's all welcome because somebody somewhere needs to hear that quote unquote off topic thing oh yeah you don't realize the small little things make a huge difference um then like there there are a lot of things that in my life that you know i'm sure in your life too in everyone's lives where that that small thing it just it triggers something in you and you go oh wow that like that resonates right yes exactly you know and when I saw nick jonas you know get married you know (laughs) it it triggered something in you it was triggering Hmm. it was triggering it was triggering, triggering and i understand it Exactly, because that was, you know, my name. But, you know, I. It's okay. That's how I feel about fictional characters. That is totally okay. <laughs> I love it. But, um, but yes, Julie, this has been marvelous. Thank you so much for bringing you, for being vulnerable, for just sharing. Thank you for your time. Um, no, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Yes. You are the definition of determination. You are the <laughs> thank definition you. of the statement, I did not quit. You are that. Yeah. This has been we continue another to try. episode of, yeah, 
This has been another episode of Awesomeness, another episode of Determination, another episode of, I guess, being the moon, shining oh, even on you. the darkest of nights. Because the moon still shines and it's still so beautiful despite the darkness. Um, this has been Vulnerability Time. I will see y'all next episode, folks. And thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening. And I know we're giving a huge thanks <laughs> to Julie for this wisdom and just Julie just being here and whatnot. Um, so I thank appreciate you, Julie. you guys. We'll thank see you. you. I actually time. do want to. I, I actually yeah. do want to leave with one quote, oh, and it's actually from an anime. I want It was actually from an anime that I watched called Full Metal Alchemist. If y'all ever, if y'all watch anime, it's from that. And just remember that no one's perfect. The world's not perfect but it works and it it rotates on a tilted axis, just doing the best that it can. And that's why it's so beautiful. And I just want to let everyone know that even though yeah, you're not perfect, that's okay. You're doing the best you can. That's all that matters. Right. Yes. And so, it's like, yeah, like so. no one's perfect, but we're all capable of growth. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. We're all beautiful. So thank oh. you for having me, Trenton. I really do appreciate it. Oh my God, thanks for your time. Don't <laughs>